Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 281st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, how was your week? Week was okay. I think this was one of the rougher weeks for me just because finding the motivation to do well uh, and, and be super productive was a lot more elusive this week. I see. Like um, work-wise or just yeah, life-wise? Just just work. Okay. Um, I think it was because there was a lot of massive projects that I was like knee-deep in and a lot of it is just... Uh, it's really detail-oriented and time-intensive. Yeah, I got that. Uh, and so it was just really hard to maintain a, a high level of focus. I yeah. think focus and motivation really go hand-in-hand. Hand. So the days this week were really variable in terms of when I was productive for how long. Uh, and so that was, that was a bit frustrating. Uh, and I was thinking to myself that it was about time that I either took a day off or... Yes or whatever um but thankfully it's memorial day weekend and i totally forgot that it was memorial day weekend and so uh i am very very thankful that uh we have arrived upon it i can't believe it's memorial day weekend i know i don't know where the time has gone it seems like i'm just staring at the same stuff every day and unsure of uh of like the passing of time it's it's simultaneously feeling like things are taking forever but also things are like flying by and it's uh, it's pretty tough yeah i understand that um yeah i was talking to lena about this the other days we, we've been quarantining for almost three whole months now mm-hmm. um you know i i i went to england at the very beginning of march i think we left it like on like march second or third somewhere around that range so that was the last time i was in the office and we were there for uh a few days really before they started quarantining so when i was last in the office is pretty much the last time anybody else was in the office and we talked about we talked about it last week that they're starting to allow people to come back in who who, whose projects depend on being in the office physically Mm -hmm. but i'm not expected to be back for a few more months at the least right Um, and with all of that, just like being at home, the lack of change in my life is resulting in the days and the weeks just completely blending together. Obviously, like my life is a lot more entertaining, I think, because of the baby and everything like that. Um, but I can understand very much so why other people are super antsy about going back to normal, especially like especially the people who, you know, who aren't able to work right now. But I also mean people who are like, you know, are single and working from home. Like everything is just blended together. It's a bit bland. And yeah, it's, I feel like because of of the lack of change, a lack of progress on projects or just like continuously working on the same thing is, um, a bit, uh, what's the right word? I guess frustrating. Like I've been working on this project for the last three months now and before I left for England, my boss wanted me to have kind of a final version of this paper done so that we can wrap up the project. And 
while I had I was able to do that, we quickly realized that there are a lot more there are a lot more things that need to be done on the project, and I'm still working on it. Like each week, I make these drastic changes and these drastic improvements. I've been working my butt off lately, and um, still feels like still feels like I'm not quite there yet. I was listening to um, the director of The Last Dance, and Jalen Jalen uh, he was on Jalen Rose and, and uh, David Jacoby's podcast, and they were asking, like, does he have this sense of relief right now? Like, what's he planning on doing next? And he said it's really hard for him to process like that because, you know, this is after the airing of the final episode, episode 10, this past weekend. And he was saying it's really hard for him to, like, think in terms of, like, in, in terms, it's hard for him to think beyond the scope of his of that project because he'd been working on it for the last two, three years. Like, that was his life. And so all of a sudden for it to be off his plate, off his table entirely is a weird feeling. And his brain is still like thinking about, oh, we could do this and we could do that. And it's like, wait, we're done with it. We don't have to do that anymore. So um, I'm looking forward to getting that project done <laughs> and shifting over to something else. Yeah. I think what's also interesting is you have this like a massive amount of time on your hands that you normally don't. And so it forces you to think about what the best way to be using that time is. Yeah. It's, uh, there's like so many competing avenues uh that you could be going down you could relax you could do things that you know you're already uh you're already stressed out about a million different things and so you just want to relax so there's that and then there is things that you could do to better yourself and you know the knowing that you are not going to have you're never going to have more time than you are now it's just the, the fact right you yeah. the, the past three months have given us more time on our hands than we've ever really had in our adult lives you know we, we always thought about oh wouldn't it be nice if you had like a summer vacation now granted this isn't summer vacation by any stretch but this is the closest thing that we'll ever get to it right right just being not only sequestered in your home but having absolutely zero social obligation to be doing all these other things yeah yeah um but then you have like the push pull of well now would be really nice but how much additional effort does that take? And do you have the time to do all that? And there's, there's also like the subsequent like, oh, well, you're disappointed that you haven't like completed all the projects you said you would complete during this time. Um, there's there's all of these different things that are, that are happening uh, that it can be, it's easy to forget to be kind to yourself. Just like you're doing the best you can there's already um, so many things that you need to to do to keep the status quo because the status quo has changed so much and now it's uh, it's just tough because I I'm certainly going through that now it's there's like all these things that I want to do and things that there's no better time to do than now but the fact that I just don't have the motivation to do things. No, it could be stuff like professional development, getting better at things, uh, updating resumes or uh, portfolios just because it's infinitely harder to do that when you're like working. Uh, but when things are like a little bit quieter now, like why not do it right now? Um, but then there's things like working out. Like I have certainly not been as active as I was before all this. I mean, I was training for a marathon. Right. And like, now yeah, it's like, you were you were supposed to be running a marathon before this whole thing happened. 
Yeah. What was and it? That like was March like, or was it April that the marathon was going to be there, Tokyo? It was last, no, it was like February 29th. February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. And okay. it, it, got, it got canceled because okay. Corona had hit Japan yeah, earlier. It, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so there's that. Um, and now I'm like tr- struggling to run three miles because, you know, I've, saw, I've said this before, the body is like a, a rubber band. It is, and yeah. It's really easy to uh, become one of those like really old and tight rubber bands where you can barely pull uh, to get any elasticity out of it. Uh, but there are days where you know you keep pounding the rock and you you try to improve to get better, and then that's where you see a lot of that uh, that progress. And right. so I'm like slowly trying to get back into it, but there's just you know there's just no there's very little desire, and there's like the uh, the disappointment from not having desire. There's also just, you know, like, well, you're doing, I'm just going to do what I want to do right now. And just feel like, well, I'm, I don't want to be like a lazy bum, but it's, uh, I don't know. There's like, all, like I said, there's all these competing things that you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Now you said, you said before we started recording, you're running with a mask. Uh, yeah. That's gotta be really tough. That's like, that's, that's like extreme training right there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I see it as a social obligation to run with a mask. There's all of these people, uh, both whom I know and who I've seen, who just refuse to run with a mask. Now, I don't care if you have antibodies. I don't care if you've never uh, gotten corona before. I just feel like it's really, uh, you're being really selfish at a time like this when we're asking for people to do things for the social good, for you to not do uh, what is asked of you. It's, that's, I mean, I think there's just no other way around it. You know, we've had, there was a a pretty elite runner slash running trainer. Her name is Jess Movold. And she went on her Instagram live yesterday. I was like, hey, like, you know, what do you, somebody asked her a question. I was like, hey, how do you, how do you stay sane at a time like this? And she goes, I just think about doing things for others. And the little thing that I can do right now, because you're not like a, a critical, like a central worker. Um, is to just do whatever we can for other people. And if that means for us taking the act of just like running with a mask on, then do that thing. Right. And it shouldn't be... So that's uh, that's why I like... And this might be me making a, an excuse, but I, I hate running uh, when there's a lot of people out. Like once it hits a certain time of day, I'm just like, oh, today's not the day. Yeah. I've, run, I've run in Central Park and there is no such thing as social distancing uh, in Central Park. It's just, it's not possible. Uh, you think there's too that many Central people Park, in the past and many, everything, right? You're, well, yeah, you're, you're running exactly. past people, people are running the other direction. So, yeah, you're constantly coming in contact with people. You, right. you probably have those people that are taking a walk and they're walking three yep. deep. Yep. Like side Absolutely. by side. Side by side, no mask, talking. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, for you to get six feet off, you got to like run into the into the grass and everything. Yeah, and it's like this is the running lane. Yeah, and I already have issues with that when it's a <laughs> normal day. Yeah, when people r- walk three, four deep, they walk on the wrong side of traffic. That's the worst thing about tourists in the city. I've run through families before because like <laughs> you, you, like welcome to New York. Watch and learn. Like walking around the world is not that hard to pick up. 
you're just being incredibly selfish that you, your wife, and your four kids decided to walk six deep across <laughs> when people are like biking and running. Right. There are places for you to do that. It's two feet to the left. Get off the running path. So right. if I'm already that upset when it's like a normal non-corona time and now it's coronavirus and like a still a large tangible population of New York refuses to wear a mask when you live in the epicenter of this thing, it's like... I saw this thing on Reddit. It goes, you may hate masks, but you're really going to hate a ventilator. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to maintain a level of empathy if you, as an adult, choose to do something that is not in your best interest. I just, I just refuse. It's not that I refuse. I just have, I just think of you very little. I, I, I don't have the emotional space to care for your well-being when your own well-being is not your own priority. Now, granted, that's me projecting there, but that is one of those things that I have decided to be true during this time. You know, I I will I would love to spend time with you. There's many different ways that we can spend time with each other right now. We've done it before. There's like digital ways to do it. You and I can do it this way. You and I can do it over Xbox Live. We can do it over Zoom. There's like we can do it over Slack. There, it's not impossible to stay connected at a time like this. I just. Right refuse to believe that it's this crime that has been committed upon us that oh i the fact that i can't you know hold and hug my friends hold and hug you know other family members it's that comes from such a position of privilege that i think you really have to be honest with yourself and say hey listen you might need to take an l on this and i think more people in life need to learn how to take an l properly it's like it's it's not the end of the world i think we try and we've created such sheltered means of existence that this is honestly the first massive uh test for us as a society and you can tell that we're not doing well as a unit no you know we 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 look back to like there's a reason why they're called the greatest generation because they grew up during the great depression and even then you had a great depression 25 percent unemployed you couple that with like one of the largest droughts in uh, American history, the Dust Bowl. Like when John Steinbeck writes about these things, like it's it's not he's not being superfluous. And then you come and tack on, oh, we're just gonna have this little thing called World War Two come into play, where you get attacked on your on sovereign soil by by an enemy, and for three years your com- your country did as much as it could to stay out of a global conflict. But then you get attacked on home soil, and then kids as young as 14 are lying about their age to, to enlist, right? And then you fight the largest war the world has ever seen. And there was no complaining. There just frankly wasn't any complaining. And you came back, and you created families, and, you, and, and, and that's where the, the boomers started, in a sense, you know? Now, say what you will about them now, but there's this, there's this idea of, like, putting the community above yourself that I just don't see it taking root in the West because the idea of the id and the self being so strong. And I know we've gone like wildly off tangent here, but just this idea that like you sometimes need to think about something more than yourself. And and it's really frustrating to be like, well, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. I want to hang out. It's like, uh, you don't think I want to, you don't think I want to see my friends. I love hanging out with my friends. I love having game night. I love having everyone, you know, especially in our new apartment. 
yeah. uh, playing. Like, we would have you over for brunch, and we would play games all day, order pizza at night, go home at, like, 1 in the morning. Or, you know, our patented, like, July 4th trips. Right. You know, it's, like, three, four days. It's, like, it's are like, we doing that this year? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And it's, like, it's really fucking disappointing because you know how much I love that trip. July 4th is, like, one of the the highlights of my year. And it's you just got to like step aside from it. But you know what? Not this year. Is it the end of the world? Absolutely not. I'm happy. I'm healthy. You know, the world took an L in 2020. Things would be a lot worse. Things would be a lot worse. And so it's uh, like all of these things, you know, to, to sort of try and loop it back. There's all these things that you juggle at any one time. And, it, and it's while you may have more time, you're also juggling way more like mentally and emotionally at a time like this. Uh, because you've been forced out of your routine and like you've been forced to create a new routine in such a short amount of time with like way different and unique uh, social and uh, and like life pressures and it just it, it's again I keep going back to it. it's it's important to be kind to yourself because if you're not kind to yourself at a time like this it's really easy to beat yourself up when you're vulnerable yeah yeah I thought of, I've I've what I find it really interesting about the whole COVID thing lately is that I feel, and I and I've noticed this in myself as well. It you know you you see these numbers, and I don't I don't I don't tune into the news to like watch the coverage about it anywhere near as much as I used to, but you tune into the news and you see like the numbers and like oh you know it's like you know what five million cases worldwide now, um, yep. you know like one point four million at least that's what it was a few days ago in the U.S. However many deaths, and those numbers just like. They're so large and they've consistently been growing for so long that it's just kind of the normal. And I kind of forget the aspect of what it's really like to get sick, to really get it and go through that, like that hell. And especially for the people that do die, like how that, that deterioration happens. And I think that's one of the things that people don't really consider when it, when it comes to you know, getting to in when it comes to catching this thing is how much it would suck to have it. Like pe- people are out and about acting like it's not a big deal to get like the flu, you know, like nobody wants to get the flu. Like if I got right. the flu, like now I'm, I'm bedridden for however many days I can't keep anything down. It hurts. Like it really hurts. And so uh, the last thing I want to do is get COVID uh, whether or not I think it's going to be bad for me or I could be one of those asymptomatic people. Like I'm, it's not really a risk that I, re- I really want to take, you know, I, what I, and this is a great point. What I really don't appreciate is when people make decisions for me and it's like, we can get together. Well, it's not going to be that bad. You're young, you're healthy. Yes. You're not going to suffer that much because you're being awfully cavalier with my health. Yeah, you have no idea what it's going to be like for me. You're talking statistically, I guess, to, to some degree, but also right. just with a bunch of misinformation. I was watching um, John Oliver's coverage last week, I think, and he had a clip of, of a, uh, a football coach. I can't remember from which, which university, but he was saying that what they should be able to open and play in, in, um, in arenas with no fans. Because he was he was suggesting that you know if, if these if one of the students got he's like you know these are these are you know peak athletes in their you know early twenties some are some even in their teens 
if they get it, they're they're they are strong enough to be able to fight it off and blah 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 blah. But again, like this goes back to what you were saying early on. Is kind of, I can't remember exactly what the point was, but what the statement was. But we have no like. There's so much so much information that comes out about this. Like even today, that is new information that you figure is pretty basic stuff. Like how how was this not seen or heard of before? And I think that's one of the I think that's one of the reasons why you have like these conspiracists, you know, these conspiracy theorists and people who don't feel like they need to wear masks is because they feel like science can't really get something right. It's like, oh, they tell you that it's you shouldn't be wearing masks for a month or two. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, everyone needs to wear masks in public. And so I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, well, what's what is it? Why was I being told not to wear a mask for so long? And now all of a sudden masks are important. Six feet distance is important when it wasn't important in those first, you know, however long. Right. And then and then maybe Maybe because we find out more information. Yeah. And then maybe there's another rule that gets changed somewhere along the way, too. And I think I think I think people just aren't used to the uncertainty and the confusion among scientists and and those so-called experts because they're not used to that type of process. They're used to, you know, a law being in place or a guideline being in place. And like that is, you know, that is that. And to have like shifting rules and shifting guidelines and them not really seeing a personal effect on their everyday lives, like outside of the inconvenience of having to do something, then they're like, well, why, why should I be doing this? And the unfortunate thing is it's not going to, it's not going to be until, you know, we, we think about maybe like anti-vaxxers too. It's not until you or your child or someone really, really close to you gets affected by whatever it is that you didn't believe in that you personally make a change in your, your, your beliefs or your perspective. And I think a lot of these people that are out there not wearing masks or not abiding by social distancing rules are it's not until they get it or someone super close to them gets it that they're like, maybe I need to change how I've been acting. And unfortunately, that doesn't extend to all those other people out there who don't believe. I mean, it really says something about you to be like, oh, well, it takes a family member dying for me to really understand how important this is and how serious this was and oh thoughts and prayers and guys this is really serious you know we, sh- we should have been taking this seriously from the start it's like this is this is the the struggle with thinking about things from like a uh, a larger uh perspective and it's you know you're doing things for the public good uh and it's hard to understand doing things for the public good if some people decide not to do it, right? Like, it's really easy for, if everyone was forced to do it, Yeah. then you'd be like, all right, oh, I, I see, I see what's going on. Like, we're all doing it, we're all suffering through this, makes sense. Uh, but when a lot of people don't do it, then you're like, oh, well, why yeah. am I doing it for yeah. this guy? It's like, it's like the prisoner's well, dilemma. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, it's just, you know, this idea that you, you do things because they're right. And you listen to people who are smarter than you simply because they're smarter than you. If you have a degree uh, in, in something like epidemiology or virology, I'm going to give your point of view a little bit more weight than, than someone else. Like Bill Burr has a great joke about this. You have a plumbing issue. Are you going to listen to the plumber or are you going to listen to the plumber's partner give their point of view? And which point of view are you going to put more weight in like you 
you're going to hire a carpenter to do some uh, contract work. You're going to listen to that guy or you're going to listen to his buddy who's never done a lick of carpenting, uh, carpentry work in his life. Like it would be the same as all these people who don't believe in what they're being told by, oh, big, bad global media. It's like, fine. What do you do, sir, for your for your job? Oh, you know, I'm a welder. Okay, are you are you gonna let me come into your uh into your office, into into wherever your place of work is, and tell you how to do your job? No. And why is that? Well, you have the welding experience. You have not only on the job experience, but you might have uh, academic experience in welding. Great. So, would you agree that when it comes to welding, your point of view? may be worth more than mine who may be you know a product designer in the digital space but ha- does not know how to even turn on a welding machine right because oh. yeah you, you, it might be right so why can't we extend that logic to something like global pandemic and virology yeah 100 percent. it's uh it's really interesting how people are so quick to how how quick people are to try to I guess not even, not even form an opinion, but feel as if they're an expert in in a variety of topics, or at least feel like their opinion is worth even being spouted out to other people. Like the fact that people are out there talking about, uh, you know, you should or you shouldn't be wearing masks, or this is a this is a lie, and they ha- and like you said, like they have no idea. They're not they're not in this field. They're not they're not experts. Is uh it's surprising to me like it, every time something like this happens i'm trying to think of another example like where people all of a sudden feel like oh they they know and and they are their their opinion should be you know like i'm gonna go post on social media about this issue because i know like i'm i'm in the right here it's just uh i don't know it's weird it's uh it's interesting and it's not easy i mean like that that's the other thing you have I, I don't feel like I, I'm not afraid to say that I don't know. I don't know a lot about this stuff. Like I, sure. I am I am someone who, you know, works in the biofield, but this is certainly still outside of my scope of, of, of um of expertise. And so while I feel like I can absorb some of the information maybe better than other people because of you know, if I were to read a paper or read I can understand the science a little bit more because I'm exposed to that aspect of or particular aspect of what I'm reading in my current work. Despite that, there's still a wide degree of information that I just don't I don't know and I, I won't understand. So yeah, I'm gonna have to try to default to these to these people because I think that they have my best interest at heart. And it I doesn't think, make you weaker for doing that. And if they're wrong, they're wrong, you know. But like, it's, but they still know more than you. Yeah, they know more than me. Like, it just be, if they're wrong, at least they were there. The information that they were using to create that 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 conclusion to get to that conclusion was was still based in reality and if i had the opposite viewpoint it was based off of nothing effectively nothing like i I, i've seen people talking about like fauci on facebook and calling him a clown like wait what what did he do (laughs) what did what did he do that you're upset about and how is he a clown like I, i just don't i don't really get it um the fact that i guess the thing that i really find really surprising and 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 super frustrating is how this whole thing is try- is somehow being politicized, and there's like a there's a lot of misinformation going around, and it somehow becomes a political issue, 
And it, 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 it reminds me of like the climate change issue where, you know, you know, whatever ridiculous percentage of, of scientists will say one thing and another group of people will say, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. That's, you know, that's, that's uh, the opinion of the other, of the other party. And uh, I'm going to go ahead with this expert over here who said this and we're, that's what we're going to keep doing. It's just, uh, I don't want to make this political, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to give any, any, get into any details or specifics, but it is, it's very frustrating how, you know, we keep hearing, oh, we're in this together, we're in this together, and... doesn't it can, seem like we are. It doesn't seem like we are, yeah. It, it seems like, it seems like, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. It's... And what is ultimately frustrating is you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Um, it doesn't make sense not to continue to do that kind of stuff. And we're just going to, we're going to hold out. We're going to keep doing it for the, for as long as we can. It's um, what is, what's interesting though. So that's on one end of the spectrum, right? All the stuff that we said, and you and I are pretty aligned in that space. What about the other side? What if we're being too cautious? Uh, and not in the sense of being too cautious to to say that, oh, what we're doing is wrong. But what if we could ease off the gas a little bit and say, you know what? What if, what if you could hang out with your friends? What if everyone observes? Like you do everything that the, uh, the what's it called? The, the experts are telling you to do. Stay six feet away. Wear a mask. Don't touch your face. Like, what if you did all those things? Wouldn't you theoretically be saying, "Well, I'm following exactly what you're saying, but I'm still able to see my friends." Right. That's the that's the balance, though, right? Like, maybe maybe it is time to say, you know what? If other people are doing this, we're like, you know, uh, I was on a call recently, and people were saying, like, you know, they're 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 going to meet up with friends at a barbecue, and but they're going to bring their own food, and. It's like, all right, well, if you're doing everything you can to respect the rules, then that's what the rules are for, right? To tell you what to do when you're outside. Right. So you don't necessarily have to be totally sequestered indoors if you're, like, you. it's sort of like it holds up to peer review. Like, these are the rules that you have outlined. And at this point in time, if these are the best rules, then I'm going to follow these rules. And until until you tell me otherwise like there's no reason why these can't work yeah yeah i hear you um i'm not sure like if maybe i'm not sure if people have been given enough information to explain why the rules are what they are i feel like i feel like i mean that my interpretation is that the whole point is to reduce the amount of physical contact that you have with people in general and so that's like the whole okay stay at home stay at home However, when you do need to go out, when you do need to go to the grocery store, when you do need to go to work because you're an essential worker or whatever it may be, you do try to abide by these social distancing guidelines. And so I think, I guess the, the issue is that people do do, like people still go out and do things in public that they don't actually need to do. And I guess the difficult and, and, and almost impossible aspect of that is that you're asking these people to do it for months at a time. It's not like, okay, we'll do this for two weeks and everything will be all, you know, you will be fine and dandy. 
like I, I just saw an article yesterday, like last night, was it last night or this morning? I don't remember what, what day it was, but it said that in Wuhan, where, you know, this whole thing started, there, they did like 1.3 million tests yesterday alone in like one day alone. And the way they've done it is like by pooling these samples and trying to identify cases. And they found one, they found one case. And so they, they shut everything down again. I think that's what I, when I think about cases like that, when I think about that, that scenario, I think about the impossibility of how we're handling this in the U.S. At what point do we go back to normal? Because if, if what, six months post like the first infection in Wuhan, they're still having to do, I mean, like life, I guess, more or less went back to normal for a period of time, but they're still having to do these intense testings. And as soon as one person tests positive, they got to shut everything down. Think about how difficult it's going to be to get the U.S. and all these different regions to get to that level. Right. Right. Now, I, I always take anything that comes out of China with, I know, the, with, I know. The, with the grain of salt. I think the, the specific numbers, and again, still taking it with the grain of salt, I think they had like 20 asymptomatic carriers and then one person was actually showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then they were only reporting that as one person tested positive, despite the 20 or so asymptomatic people. Um, but yeah, even those numbers t- could still be fudged. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I do like that idea. I think there was another uh, outbreak somewhere in Jiling. And that was like another like 100 million people area that they just like shut down. Yeah. Now granted, you're, you're talking about the ability to do that in a country where the the rights are certainly very different yeah uh not saying better or worse just different right now uh we're not trying to make this political uh and so we'll, we'll continue to try to do that but there's this idea that you know uh their their government has way more uh capability to quote unquote shut the whole thing down and we don't have that here you know uh, i think michigan's uh was in Michigan Supreme Court basically overruled the governor Wisconsin, Wisconsin, uh, and that was like the first state anywhere to do that. Uh, what's crazy is, all right, let's put our tinfoil hat on for the next ten seconds. But they're finding out that like half of the the Twitter uh, users right now yeah. that are calling for reopening everything are bots. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's what happens with technology. Not every user is real. So I and. I wonder about a why I, I still can't really wrap my head around like, Oh, we're all in this together type of deal. Um, is this, is this misinformation coming from other countries that are just trying to intentionally hurt the U S or is this just people who don't think it's real and they're running these bots to spread to, to, to like make that, that voice of we need to reopen things just louder. Or are these people are these just bots that kind of just do their own thing. And that's kind of what what's happened. They just reach wheat and they, uh, they're making these, you know, yeah, they're basically just retweeting these 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 statements because that's how they happen to be programmed to run. Like I can't, I just can't wrap my head around it. Right. Is that variety um, of sources? You know, it, it, it certainly could be. Um, I think that just sowing uh, a lack of uh, sowing, uh, what's that? What's the word called? Uh, tension. Uh, yeah in society to helps other people um i think it's crazy that people i mean we, we we you and i have spoken about this at length and understand that 
on one end, you have the need to keep small business alive. And every day that this goes on, thousands of small businesses will close and never reopen. Um, that's not what we're rooting for here. It's not like, you know, when people say, like, hey, do you, do you like apples or do you like oranges? And he goes, I like apples. He goes, oh, so you hate oranges. He goes, that's, that's a logical fallacy. You're being a child. Be a little bit better than that. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it'd be like saying, you know, do you like, uh, I don't know, do you like Atlanta or do you like Gordon? He goes, what kind of impossible choice is that? And just because I say, like, you like Gordon for certain things, you like Atlanta for other things, but just because you like Gordon for some things doesn't mean you hate Atlanta for those things, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. there's, like, false, these false binary choices. It's like, you need to be a smarter adult than this. And it's time that we call people out on that. It's like, the, it's, it's funny. When, you're, when we were all kids, you thought that adults had the answers. And now that we are adults, you're like, oh, we're just all making it up as we go along. And and it does, certainly doesn't take a pandemic for that to be made clear, but it, it doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't hurt rather to to see like people all the way up to the top telling us to do things and like well you really you really don't know what's going on do you so anyways um, another week down happy Memorial Day and then yeah. uh, we'll see what we can do in June yeah more the same <laughs> yeah. Some some we'll things change, that. some things stay the same. Um, oh, I will say I uh, I rewatched uh, because I've been coming up to the the, ta- the closer to the tail end of my Red Dead experience, my Red Dead Redemption Two experience. Um, I rewatched because it came on Netflix, Hell or High Water. Yeah, how'd you like fantastic it? Fantastic movie. I'm... Every time I watch that movie, it's a fantastic movie. I've only seen it once the time that I saw it in theaters with Lena, but I remember loving that movie. I, w- I wish that movie got more uh, praise for for the uh, for because it was one of the Oscar nominated movies. I wish it won the I wish it won mm-hmm. uh, Best Picture because I really like o- overall. I just really enjoyed the the uh, the emotions that that movie gave. You know, there was there's there's a lot of comedy. There's a lot you know there's a lot of tension. It's pretty dramatic. Um, and I thought it was well acted. So I uh, I really appreciated that movie overall. I don't think it yeah. was it was um, ever really a serious contender that year. I think that was Moonlight's year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moonlight and La La Land. Yeah, that whole debacle. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, how long? How much longer are you guys gonna be in Florida for? Uh, just a week. Just a week. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few more days now. Then. Um. Yeah. I've been playing Assassin's Creed on on uh, GeForce now. It's been a great experience overall. the The input lag is barely perceivable, and I'm playing mm-hmm. with like a mouse and keyboard. Um, it's it's a lot more. It's a lot. It's a the experience for me is better with a mouse and keyboard than it is with a controller. Um, I do have my controller here, and I'll, I'll play it on my phone from time to time. And I just I I I prefer it on the uh, on the uh, with the mouse and keyboard itself. The uh, the combat is really fun because I've never played an Assassin's Creed game before, so this is actually my first one. The combat's a lot of fun, just like the exploration. It's a uh, it's it's massive, so I'm re- I'm really enjoying the experience overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally finished Molly's game last week. Oh wow! Yeah, you've seen it, right? I have. Okay, yeah, it's on Netflix now. And um, did you ever watch the Avatar: The Last Airbender series? No. Okay. Yeah, it's a Is it any good? 
I really like it a lot. I, I um so so you remember Rodney from high school, right? Yeah. Shout out to Rodney. He was actually just asking if we're still doing the podcast um, yesterday. Oh, I don't and think she'll talk to him. I, I we 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 speak every like I don't know, not like frequently, but we started talking like a, a few weeks ago. He texted me out the blue talking about the show. He said he was he was watching uh, the last Airbender with his girlfriend, and so I was like, man, I I haven't watched it in a few years now. Let me. Uh, I heard it's really good. Let me buy it. So yeah, because it used to come on Nickelodeon, but. I think that was one of the issues with the show. It was, it was a bit advanced. So it hits a lot of like, you know, it covers like death and war. Um, and so so for kids, it's a bit of a, and it, like the concepts that it hits and that it touches on that are like major themes of the show are pretty advanced for kids. But because it comes on Nickelodeon and it's a cartoon, you don't really have many like older people watching the show. So I was watching it, I think when it first aired, I was probably like late high school, maybe, maybe, yeah, probably like high school at some point, and um, and then the series after the Legend of Korra, which was a follow up series for seasons, came on when I was in college, and that 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 show, the the ratings were really really tanked for that, and eventually ended up just being on uh, Nickelodeon dot com because they weren't even bothering airing it on TV, okay. um, but so. Um, Ronnie asked me or was like talking about it and so I ended up buying it and then like three weeks later after buying the series The Last Airbender ended up on Netflix and it's now like number one in the US which was surprising for me but I'm happy about that um, I love the show it's one of my favorite shows I uh, I would definitely recommend it but un- but still appreciate that it is still technically designed for kids so there will be like cheesy-ish moments in the show that you'd be like, you know, all right, gotcha. whatever. This is this was and this was technically designed. That might for be a kid. enough for me to to, to bow like, out. Yeah, yeah. The reason being, I tried uh, the Clone Wars on Disney. I never, uh, I've I never ever, tried that before. Yeah, I made it ten minutes into the first episode, and I was like, <laughs> "This isn't my cup of tea." I, really? I think it's for the same reason that you said, which is the, those childish moments. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Nah, dude, I'm not. There's so much good content out there that I'm not gonna like. There's no such thing as suffering through content no more. Yeah. The one thing, the one, uh, yeah. the one redeeming factor that you might you might have from the first episode, or maybe the sec, the first two episodes of this show, is uh, the character Sokka. He's um, he's like the comic relief of this show. He's 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 pretty he's pretty funny. So I think you I think you might he, you might suffer through just to hear his corny but funny jokes. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd give it a shot. Um, you know nothing nothing uh like i i'm aware that i'm interested in this show or like i i um i watched the show because i really enjoyed it as as uh as like a late teen and um so like part of the love for it is i guess the nostalgia of it but i still feel like i appreciate it for what it is and uh, i definitely enjoy it i definitely recommend it but i would completely understand if you did not enjoy it yourself and stopped yeah so, anyways, let's uh, let's get out of here. All right. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week. Have a happy Memorial Day weekend. <laughs>